on this episode of the Heartland Pod for Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. January 6th is back in the news. Government shut down boogie and the impacts on the Heartland. President Biden stands in solidarity. Trump is guilty of fraud, duh. And the GOP field continues to flop. Lots to do, so let's go. Welcome to the Heartland Pod, where we are working together to change the conversation in politics. We are coming at you uh, from the Heartland, because that's where we are. Uh, I'm here, Adam Summer. That's my name, and I am joined by Rachel Parker and Sean Diller. Uh, it is a Tuesday night, so we won't spend a ton of time on the on the pleasantry intro stuff like we normally do on a Monday show. I'll just say a uh, very long day, had a contested hearing, so I've been up and down the adrenaline ladder today. So I'm sipping on water to recover from that. Sean, man, how about you? How you doing? And uh, what you sipping on? Doing well. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, everything's trucking along. Also a long day. Michelle got a massage after work today. So I was chasing two children um, until just a few minutes ago. So that's the definition of partnership marriage is one of you gets something awesome and the other one chases kids that's just right that's how yeah it works. That's how it works. i love it i love it rachel parker how about you how you doing uh what's it all uh i'll start i'll start by saying like uh, i'm doing fine i'm sipping on water i did one of those things today you guys already know this i so my dentist is out in baldwin because when i first got to town i was living with my father who lives in wildwood uh and uh baldwin's close to wildwood and I needed a dentist These so st louis yes these are places in st louis <laughs> most of the people know this it's all west this is like yeah so I used to, so this is like three miles from my dad and it is now 20 miles from me. But you know, once you start, why switch, right? It's only right. twice a year. Right. So I had my, I uh, got in the car this morning and I drove out to uh, Bowen and I walked in and I said, hi, I'm here for my 11 o'clock. And they were like, that's tomorrow. And I was like, um, of course it is. So that's how my day started. And, um, so now tomorrow, I also then you have just to go get back in your car and sit on Manchester for like an hour, trying to go. <laughs> no, no, you hop, you hop on forty and get home in like thirty minutes. But um, okay, that's not bad. It was no, it really wasn't. Uh, it's the kind of thing where if I did it in Los Angeles, I'd be like, no, we're doing this now. I don't yeah, think you guys right. understand. Like we're I'm gonna do, we're going make to make home this and work. back by then. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I get fun. to go back. So I guess I still get to go back. Uh, I still get to go back tomorrow. So fun. Uh, Fun times, yeah. Well, have a good okay. time. Well, uh, you know, Thanks. good news is you can listen to this on the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks can support what we do by leaving a five star rating and review wherever you listen to the show. Make sure to follow us on the social medias with at the Heartland Pod. Check out heartlandpod.com. Click the Patreon link to learn about becoming a pod head today. And as we talked about on one of our shows last week, late, uh, if you're signed up now on our Patreon site, we are launching a new site. It is uh, in progress as we speak. It's not here yet. More info to come. But current patrons, you know, we're going to roll people over uh, to start. We want people to help us test at the beginning. So if you're signed up now, you get, uh, you'll be part of that early on. So it's going to be very exciting, very, very fun. Uh, let's jump in here. Uh, the first story that I have on the heap uh, I just wanted to touch on it. Uh, the, the GOP continues to just put January 6th back in the news. Uh, I think it's really odd, I, very strange. Uh, so 
this comes with uh, Representative Paul Gosar, uh, also better known as Gargamel from the Smurfs, uh, calls on uh, General uh, Milley to be hung for his response to the January 6th attack, which is a really quite an angle, uh, if you think about it. And I pulled up uh, some polling information. I was looking at an Axios article. This was before Trump was charged in Georgia. And the polling on the January 6th charges is is kind of a 50-50, like, do people like it? Do people not like it? Uh, but it's not great. Like, the numbers aren't great for Republicans on this thing. So I really don't understand why this is back. Uh, Sean, what, what do you think about this? It's funny. Yeah, like, I think Gosar's quote shows that they understand it's a liability for them, that they look awful. Right. Because that's some heavy offense, right? Like, right. And isn't that the the greatest sign that you need to fix something is you play like extreme offense on it? <laughs> right, right. And saying that he should be hung because he somehow delayed the National Guard from getting involved in what they, what folks like Gosar have acted like was no big deal. So it really is crazy. And they're also trying to take Millie's quote about uh, China. And really, they're just really trying to beat this guy up as he retires. But, you know, the joke's on them. He's not running for president. So (laughs) like nobody cares um, what they think about Mark Milley. It's meaningless. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Rachel? Um, This is definitely one of those things that I never would have known happened had you not told me. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's my comment. Uh, this is Paul what Ghost, I do. Paul Goser, I call him officially, to me, he is officially Gollum. That's what he looks like. Yeah. That's what he sounds like. Um, I, I mean, wonder Spiegel if... and Gargamel were certainly related. There's and there yeah, is some they... real... Or Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I, what I, <laughs> like I, the only thing I was going to say is that potentially, like, you know, dude, you're you're a representative from a swing state that went to Biden. Like, maybe start thinking about things that people aren't really pissed off about because i think when you look at a criminal investigation and treason i don't really give a fuck how it pulls no offense to anybody but like that's how that's like that's what it goes in my i don't give a shit i don't care like i wouldn't care if you were a democrat i'd be like i I, yeah i think that's super important like like my point is like politically speaking it's not a great issue for them but yeah. it really, you're right. It shouldn't matter. Like treason should be treason, and we yeah, shouldn't just, worry about kind of, how it polls. It doesn't like the politics of like it, and the framing, right? And the framing of it from that perspective, uh, I clearly find a bit like uh, enrageful. And uh, yeah, Paul Gosar. Every time, <laughs> every time I see him, I'm like, who keeps voting for him? Like it just shows you, like yeah. when you're when they're in these, like I don't know how gerrymandered his his district is, presumably like much and a lot. Um, uh, well, Arizona has independent redistricting. Oh, now. they do. Okay, right. that doesn't mean that all districts are going to be competitive. Right, um, right, right, right. But, and but that goes the, like it. It kind of just reminds me of like the classic Arizona that I knew when I. When well, I, I, I imagine there's a very substantial district in Arizona that is mostly just retirees, like more than know. one. Yeah. Yeah. So that that would make that would make some. A lot of sexual frustration in his uh, comments. I also <laughs> caught my eye. That's it. I want to talk about something else now. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's an awesome. That's a great that's, transition, that's Sean. Okay, let's just, just stop uh, there. I'm not even that's gonna enough. try to transition that further. So Alabama uh, gets a new House seat. 
this uh, democracy docket. Uh, we've been talking about them a lot lately for a good reason. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court rejects Alabama Republicans' bid to pause ruling on congressional map. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think uh, we predicted the Supreme Court would not yeah. like when yeah. Alabama just totally ignored what they said a couple months ago. Right, yeah, yeah. We talked about this case a while back, uh, and then again a couple of weeks ago when it came back and it was going to the Supreme Court, and we were like, yeah, they're going to slap it down, and they did so very, very quickly. So uh, that means that there is uh, this district, uh, this House district in Alabama, that is anticipated uh, to be 50 points, uh, 50%, I think, black. And uh, yeah, 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 that's the new district. So essentially, uh, you know, it's predicted that it's going to be a Democratic seat most likely uh, in this district. And so that's a big deal because we have a pretty tight house right now. There's a lot of house races that are going to be tight. We've got, uh, you know, the... Uh, the handjob queen herself in Colorado, who is uh, clearly on the chopping block uh, with Adam Frisch over there. So uh, you got to figure George Santos probably doesn't have a great reelection chance in New York. So those are two right. seats that are pretty hot. Um, no pun intended. So, uh, Sean? Right. No, I mean, the House is shaping up to be extremely interesting. You know, New York is going to have new lines in right. a lot of those districts as well. Right. So... And then the Supreme Court case is going to have impacts on what several states across the South were trying to follow Alabama and just gerrymander black voters in that state, in their states, out of being able to elect the right. candidate of their choice. So Louisiana, Arkansas, I think for sure, and um, maybe a couple of other states are going to be impacted by this this ruling. It's a huge deal. Rachel? Yeah, I mean, this this is kind of, again, evidence of like why when the Supreme Court upheld the, the what remains of the Voting Rights Act, there was cause for celebration. And right, um, right. all eyes were certainly on this this new district uh, in Alabama. Yeah, I think uh, we covered it as one of our big yeah. stories because like it was a big story. It's a huge It was deal. huge. It was huge. So Alabama was home to the state legislature theory basically saying that courts can't challenge uh state congressional maps yeah the, or how, the independent or, state legislature yeah, theory yeah, yeah the yeah, excuse me the independent state legislature. so um so you know you have to hand it to the the coordination attempts of this goes back to like what we're talking about i think on monday about like when you're looking at like these ridiculous conspiracy theories like they don't they just do it right in your face so this is what yep. they were this is what they were conspiring to do is basically um uh and the constitution as far as like what it says <laughs> the right. intention of like one person one vote so yeah. yeah i'm really excited i think it'll be really interesting I'll, i would i'm going to be really uh cuz they have a governor's race coming up too and uh as a lot of people know i i really hate kiv uh, a lot um and uh it'll be interesting to see what that primary looks like very much with so this new house seat very much so let's move on uh to a uh, national focus here. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll bring it back home, but uh, pulling the lens out to the shutdown boogie. That's how uh, in my head uh, I was thinking about it, and the reason is because there's uh, a cover of Jungle Boogie that's a Muppet song version, and it's Sam the Eagle singing Jungle Boogie, and I'm just imagining Sam the Eagle going yeah. shut down boogie. So it's that's yeah, that's what's good. That's good. Head. That's good. That's good. Um, Sam the Eagle right there. You are all weirdos. I Sam the Eagle is such an underrated, like wildly underrated character in the Muppets. I, I, yeah, I, I don't even know who that is. He's the blue bird who's very serious all the time. Like 
It kind of looks like everything. Uncle Sam. Yeah. Maybe. And he like yeah. every once in a while, there's times where he just pops his head in and he goes, you are all weirdos. And then just pops his head back out. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he does. Anyway, that's a really long way to explain why I named it that. This is from an AP uh, article. So today, U.S. Senate on Tuesday took a step forward on a bipartisan bill meant to stop the government from shutting down. They voted 77 to 19 to begin debate on a measure that would fund the government through November 17th, a seven-week extension, basically. It included $6 billion in domestic disaster responses because, you know, those are things that uh, are happening and we need money for, uh, as long, along with $6 billion in Ukrainian aid. The House, this was just this afternoon, I saw a, a push notification. Uh, the House did vote to allow themselves to debate. So they are now going to debate the debate. They, they've set the rules of the debate, and now they can debate something. We'll see what they do. Um, looks like shutdown is likely. Uh, the Democratic-controlled Senate can only do so much. Uh, the Guardian has a good piece uh, that kind of lays out some of the impacts. We're talking about thousands of federal workers who are going to go on furlough. Uh, you know, there's this, uh, you know, essential, non-essential, or exempt, non-exempt classification of workers. Uh, but basically, most folks are going to not be getting paid. Uh, so, you know, you're talking about things like the USDA, safety type inspections, uh, important stuff. ESA, National yeah. Park Service. Right. Park Service is a big one. Uh, Head Start is a federally funded program. You're talking about thousands of kids who could be cut off from Head Start. Uh, which, you know, that's important. Uh, this would be the fourth government shutdown uh, since 95. So there was 95, 13, and 2019, uh, during which the GOP controlled the House in all of those instances. Uh, and then, of course, here in Missouri, uh, there are about 36,000 civilian federal employees in Missouri. Uh, I know many of them. I live by Whiteman Air Force Base, which is a major base. Also on Whiteman Air Force Base, is a uh, is a healthcare center where a lot of people go because there's a lot of people here who are veterans uh, and they get their healthcare on base and that's going to be impacted. So there's going to be serious ripple effects here. Not just you know we're not just talking about con congressional staff, right? We're talking about people who are in your neighbors in your neighborhood who work for the federal government. Maybe they work from home for the EPA or something. Um, there are all kinds of folks. Yeah, agriculture. Exactly. Yeah. There's all kinds of folks who are going to be impacted by this. Sean, you want to take it and run with it? Yeah. Well, and one thing that I didn't really know until recently was that even though government employees are usually paid back for checks that they would have missed, right? Um, contractors are not. Right. The civilian contractor is a different thing altogether because it's would, you, only you dependent after, on the immediate funding. You think after right. this many shutdowns, Sean, you'd remember that. Like. <laughs> A little bit surprised. Isn't that the most because interesting part about the shutdown is like all the, all the articles that come out and, and it's like, yeah. what to expect in a shutdown? Yeah. It's like, didn't we just, didn't we just, do? yeah. So your fifth shutdown is free. Um, You just have to bring <laughs> yeah. the little, your little membership card and they'll give you, and I don't mean to like interrupt, but uh, the, in 2019, uh, it, the house was actually controlled by the Democrats. It was the Senate that was controlled by was the, the Republicans and uh so it was still we it was it was still a a divided congress 
Uh, no, that was Nancy Pelosi and the Ray-Bans and the red dress and the whole thing. And Oh, and, you're right. And, and Trump totally right. it was kind of a legendary. It's why I like stepped to me. I will defend lefties. I, you and I can talk about Nancy Pelosi all day. Probably I don't want to do should, that. She probably should not run again, by the way. But like, I will. No, she she said, remember Trump called her Nancy. He uh, nicknamed yeah. everybody I in D.C. except for Nancy. Nancy. Nancy Pelosi, Nancy. So Nancy and I were like, he's, he's, I was, I was bracing myself for what he was going to call her and like the press conference where they were sitting in front of the press. And he's like, I mean, who cares? It's not a big deal. And she's like, this is an extreme. And she just like completely smacked him down on camera. She's like, this is a very big deal. Yeah. Don't say this is a big deal. I got that wrong. And he pouted like a child. No, but it was, it doesn't matter. The Republicans still shut the government down. It's just, they didn't have, they did have, did not have control of the house. Anyway, sorry, Sean, continue. No, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really stupid for Republicans to shut down the government just because they didn't get to default on the nation's debt a few months ago. Um, but they're going to do it anyway. And yeah. yeah, the articles that I'm looking at on my phone as we're talking, you know, stuff is just breaking moment by moment. But it's right. Democrats eye their price for bailing out the speaker. <laughs> so I think that's kind didn't of didn't we just next... talk about that like didn't... ten days ago? Yeah, we did. Right. Like here's here's this here's what I would do if I were Kevin McCarthy. Keep in mind the dude is from California. He's from California. Right. Let me say it one more time. The man is from California. This is what he says. Sometimes you have to put country before party. This is an incredibly privileged job that I have, but it does come with a lot of responsibilities. And one of the responsibilities that I have is to make sure the American people have a functioning government. So I'm not going to cave to the pressures of some of the extremists in my party who also don't think that Donald Trump, whatever, like just just do that. He's going to have to explain exactly what he's doing too, because the Senate passed a bill. So it's on him to bring it to the floor or not bring it to the floor. And if he can pass a bill out of his house, which is not a given, it's dead in the Senate. Like, that's the thing that happened before. It's like, sorry, Democrats control the Senate and the White House. And you only have a four seat majority in the House. So your insane plans like aren't going to fly like it's not. But it is entirely reasonable to think that you could get the Democratic caucus and 25 Republicans. Right. To vote for the bill but, that was passed not, 77 to 19. Absolutely. In the Senate. Absolutely. The Senate you, voted 77 then, to 19 on so funny, Absolutely. On any see all these conservative Republicans who've never voted to fund the government. A lot right. of them, like Tamara Keith brought this up yesterday on uh, NewsHour. Um, she was saying, you know, something like 15 or so of these Republicans have never voted to fund the government. That is insane. So. So right. just utter so just just completely a hundred percent check all the boxes in the obstructionist column. Like right, right. I just stop functioning. So in order to period. try to cajole them, he's you know, sprinkling the spending bill with like the craziest shit, and they probably still won't vote won't for it. Won't vote for it, just despite him. Yeah, crazy. He's that an is, idiot. Yeah, that is wild. he's a terrible let me just say, like, for everybody that that says things out of uh casually out, out one side their face about how clever oh such a smart politician oh such a smart kevin mccarthy is an absolute shit politician he's yeah. a terrible 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 awful awful terrible example of what a politician is he can't he has no game it's pathetic so the, really the 19 no votes included george hawley uh it included 
Eric Schmidt, so both Missouri senators. Uh, Johnson in Wisconsin voted well, no. Part of the context is that Trump went ahead and said, let's shut down the government. Right. That's a good so I point. Think it represents those senators who will just do what Trump wants. Yeah. Uh, Wicker in Mississippi, Republican. Mississippi voted yes. Right. So this is there's there's some pretty serious. Uh, Rand Paul, of course, voted no. Um, That's his favorite flavor. Yeah. Ted uh, Cruz. Ted Cruz voted no. He um, orders the no concrete when he's in town. He's a big shocker. Yeah. Speaking of Rand <laughs> the Paul, no concrete. I, I heard him talking last week um, about Ukraine funding and it was on the radio. So I'm glad I didn't see it because I would have fucking thrown something at my TV. But he no sounded like a middle schooler. Just banana with no chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> just banana custard. Just he sounded days. like he was eating something and he was saying like, yeah, we have no national security interest in Ukraine. Like he was like eating Cracker Jacks or something. And it made <laughs> me think about jacks. it's like if I was walking my dog and I saw him mowing the lawn in my neighborhood, I would bum rush that dude. And which is what happened to him. <laughs> it's like he asked for it. He absolutely asked for it. What would you do with the plugs is my question. Those ridiculous pubic hair plugs that he's got. I have no problem with people getting, by the way, like doing any kind of like i don't even know how to buy cracker jacks or plugs um yeah or plugs. you got a good set of hair <laughs> sir get a good head of hair but uh but Rand paul is so infuriating that i get to make fun of his plugs because he's such yeah. a phony he's such an asshole and like i wonder oh. how he got into politics his father's only in the senate for like two million years right. so yeah I hate him so much you're right sean he would he's earned it but it looks like it's coming uh we'll i guess I guess we'll hold on and see uh, what what comes of it. But I'll say I'll say this really quickly because I want to put up a Sean Diller hat for a second. Um, every time the Republicans shut the government down, they lose elections. Uh, like every yeah. time, every yeah. single time they force the government shut down, it is bad news for them electorally. On the other side of it, it was bad news when they did it to Barack Obama. It was bad news when they did it to Bill Clinton. I just inverted those. I'm sorry. It was really bad news for Donald Trump in 2019. I think that it really played into it. It was super bad for Trump. That was some of it was his really worst bad. approval ratings. It he was really down was like at like it was terrible. It was that. terrible. Yeah. And uh, and you know Joe like did his job. He went to his party in the in the chamber that they control and said just keep the thing going. And they were like okay. And well, then he they hasn't did. said I won't sign. Right. That was why the no, it was so bad has. for Trump. He's- He's he has said he said I will veto this bullshit if you take if you if you do this if you do X Y or Z I will veto it he's yes but he also knows he's not going to be called on the bluff because his Senate's not going to pass the thing that he has that is correct that is correct so he does there's no there's no teeth to what he's talking about that's right that's true good point just doesn't matter yep uh all right let's let's move on here really quickly uh Biden came to Michigan went to Michigan. Uh, on Tuesday, the 26th, he was there to stay with UAW members. I'm sure folks saw this. Uh, there's plenty of stories out there about it. some, uh, however, uh, are still talking about the fact that he's got bigger issues than the superficial kind of surface level stuff. Uh, this was from an article that I found on MSN. This is the quote from the article. Uh, there's a link in the show notes, so you can check it out if you want to. Uh, but the comparison that my colleague Gabriel Debenedetti described earlier this year as old versus crazy may not tell the whole story. Two highly influential new national polls suggest the drag on Joe Biden's reelection prospects may have as much to do with persistently dark perceptions of the economy as with concerns about a president who would turn 86 
before a second term ended, which I think, Sean, is is basically what you have been saying uh, uh, of recent, especially. And then if you take a look, Biden's holding basically steady on his approval. Uh, if you look at the uh, Democratic polling as far as who's leading that, Biden's got it in a chokehold, even more so than Trump by about 15 points or so. So, I mean, you know, all of that is out there. Uh, he's standing with labor in Michigan. He's he's on the line with UAW members. I, I think it's a pretty good look. Uh, and, you know, he gets to talk about American infrastructure and the Jobs Act or the CHIPS Act and the jobs that are being back on, you know, onshored and, you know, all of these things. I, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like it's a economically, it feels like a very positive thing. Um, you know, uh, this is going to be super dorky and wonky, but if you know what a yield curve is, uh, right now, the feeling on the yield curve is pretty good. Uh, and that on top of that, because of the way the yield curve is going right now, that there's a high likelihood that interest rates are going to tick down, uh, in the next year. Um, you know, that's, that's a big deal. You know, you could imagine a quarter of a point, a half a point being pretty mean it's not going to happen all at once right so it'll be multiple news cycles on it yeah rachel i think that's part of the so this was an intelligencer article that was uh, yeah. on msn uh so the intelligencer by the way like i think right now what i would like to do is is sean if i walked up and saw the uh sort of establishment smart people expensive uh cocktail party uh new york publication types in a uh, mowing their lawn i'd be like come on let's go so um, they don't mow their lawn <laughs> they, they yes you're correct uh getting a, getting a coffee i'd they be like hire it out and then bitch about the sound of blowers <laughs> amen sir that's really big lately and they talk yeah they, and they, they talk about how like they're just not getting as the, the coffee's not as good in connecticut um so so i feel like the there's almost this like disappointment that biden isn't that his decisions aren't popular. Right. I don't know. That's what I'm saying it the wrong way. There is this disappointment uh, in the establishment East coast media that Biden is more of a populist than they thought he would be. And they thought that they were going to be able to predict that he was going to be the centrist kind of like, hold the, hold the line, steady guy. I'm a stopgap president. I'm not going to, and like a I'm much gonna... more corporate type. Democrat. Yeah. 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 Well, Cause that's what kind of, he has been right. Um, and like to clarify, no president has ever walked with striking auto workers before. Ever. Right. right. He's the this is the first time that's ever happened. I made a joke in our Slack chat about like, I'm not crying, you're crying. And I did tear up a little bit because I was like, I know that a lot of those people aren't gonna vote for him, but that's not why you go. That's it's right. not the only reason you go. You go because you're making a symbolic stand and we've come from a president, our last Democratic president pretended to drink water in Flint. Right, right. He faked out. Remember the Obama fake out with the yep. shitty water yep. during yep. the lead crisis? So to me, this feels like a reset. It feels like someone who understands how to shift the perception of what the government, what the press office of the presidency is supposed to be. And like, I'm putting everybody who works in anything that has New York in its title times magazine whatever in timeout i need to stay away from them no seriously yeah. i have to I stop think that's fair like 
I think that's like fair. today I was looking at a podcast that I like and they were talking about Biden's reelection prospects and none of the people wrote for publications in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Ohio, uh, Arizona, right. Georgia, New Mexico, Nevada. Like and they just work. They just are literally legacy media folks on the East Coast. And I was like, I don't really give a shit what they think. Right. I want to know what somebody on the ground in Pennsylvania thinks about how voters are feeling about Joe Biden right now. Yeah. Anyway, that's I I think it's a really monumental week. Um, I think that uh, that's a really that good every, point. I feel like everybody's going to be very disappointed that his that his economy didn't fail. That's what right. I feel like right now. I don't right. know what else to say. Sean, you should say something now. It's uh, uh, yeah. Let me throw it to Sean with this. It's such incredibly good politics that Josh right to work calling George Harley put on yeah. his George army green pocket real boy shirt and came to Missouri all the way to Missouri where he claims as his home to stand with union workers after when he was a politician who lived in Missouri uh helping back right to work yeah so I double checked to see cuz there's always a national right to work act it's always there because corporate lobby make sure that it's always there right, right. um just in it case. has 20 yeah it has 27 co-sponsors in the united states senate and josh holly is not one of them um so yeah so you know it does demonstrate that solidarity with labor is good politics i mean right. that's a huge takeaway um you know i think i was hearing on npr that support for labor unions right now in the United States is higher than it's been at any point since 1965. And, you know, the fact that Joe Biden showed up is a really, really big deal, especially when I think about how Trump won. And, you know, it was so much about showing up. This was so much about blue being collar, there. middle class. Yeah. Yeah. Wisconsin, North Carolina, Pennsylvania. He showed up. He did. And he stood on a stage and told people, I love you. I hear yeah. you. I see you. And, you know, Joe Biden does need to do that if he's going to win those states, because it's going to be super, super close. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the other side of the coin in the presidential side. Uh, the GOP undercard continues to shuffle. Uh, we're recording this Tuesday night, but this will come out Wednesday, the 27th. Uh, and tonight on Wednesday, the 27th, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? There's a debate for the GOP field. Oh, uh, wow. Wow. Big news. Big, big night. Big night. I wonder if, I wonder if Tim 49 States Scott is going to stick with his, uh, <laughs> plan to fire striking workers. Well, he's, uh, he's going to be what on an the idiot. stage. Uh, the stage is going to be DeSantis, Haley, Scott, Ramaswamy, Pence, Christie, and, Doug Burgum, he made the bare minimum. So maybe his his football commercial broke him through and it got him on the debate stage. That might have been enough for Doug. Uh, Sean, I am sorry to report Asa Hutchinson is he's out. He didn't make the debate stage. Looks like That's it's okay. Over. I'm not affected by that. I don't know okay. why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've just decided that he, you have a soft spot for Asa Hutchinson. He's my this. like dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. In this whole thing. <laughs> uh, Trump of course is skipping the debate because why would he go? He doesn't need to be there at all. He's already the presumptive nominee. Uh, you know, even if he's in jail, he'll, so, you know, he'll either be the candidate for the GOP, Which is really or funny. a convict and possibly both. Yeah, I love it when people are like, "He should debate." It's like, why? 
No, he shouldn't. Right. No. Yeah. Talk to anyone who has worked on a campaign or been part of an election. And we see it in state races all the right. time. All the time. Right. How much are we up by? Favorite. More than 10 percent? Then I'm never yeah. going to talk to this person. No one ever debates right. in Missouri ever. No. Like no. no Republicans ever debate. Like I don't think Eric Schmidt did a single debate, and he's in the Senate. So yeah. right, there was no primary debate that no. I know of. There might there was have been. A, there was actually one there was Democratic one... one I think, and I think there was one Republican one with a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the front none of the front runners were in. And place. often the front runner chooses not to do it. Chooses right, not to exactly. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they're just not. There's all they yeah, can they, do is 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 drown themselves out in that. But it is keep, really crazy. Or go ahead, Rachel. No, no, say? I was just gonna say they know to keep Trump on ice until they absolutely don't have to anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's so out of his mind right now. It's this wild moment because Josh Hawley is saying on Twitter these workers deserve a raise, and we've also seen the effectiveness of the strike because Ford is already saying right. Ford's make like, these yeah, we're in. We're gonna give you guys money. Right. So now it's like midweek, the anti-labor party with some real hardcore people is going to have to wrestle with first that strikes are working. Second, right. that Americans support strikers. What do you think? First um, five minutes of the debate? I would hope. I would hope they talk about it a long time because it's about wages. It's right. about retirement. It's about everything that everyone is thinking about. You guys voters. are so cute. It's about American manufacturing. You guys are so cute. They're going to talk about immigration the entire time. That's all they're going to talk about. There well, will these be a moderators, lot of it's been and interesting. And you know what? Frankly, they probably should be. And honestly, the Biden administration needs to do something. They need to do I'm sorry. They have to they do op- something. They opened up new immigration processing centers uh, in uh, south of the United States, which will probably help. But anyway, that's a yeah. whole different. He should do that on national show. television. He should talk about yeah. all the things they're doing yeah. to make the process work going back in history and television. canceling the war on drugs. Can they? Can that they would be difficult. That? that would be, be tough. Uh, more difficult. Um, I, I yeah. should point out too that like this would have happened under any president. I just no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the, yeah, that's that's a given. Anyway, um, sorry, I didn't mean to. Because immigration has to do more with external factors than internal. That's all factors. they're that's all they're going to talk about because it is because they can say like there's never been more people crowding right. at the southern border of the United States. Of all this. Yeah. No, that's that's their strengths. That's true. Uh, DeSantis appears done. Uh, he's struggling. He's doing so poorly that Republicans in Florida are starting to back away from him, um, yeah. which is very interesting because he's you know did fine in Florida, so uh, he's you know the governor there. Uh, Trump's lead holds uh, the all Iran's disperse basically basically what's happened is like there's no more flavor of the week like we we sampled all the flavors at the uh, GOP Robbins uh, 17 flavors dispensary and I was really stretching that one thin and now we've like it's just come back to just like no that like yeah cookies and cream I don't need the other flavors like that's that's where we're at here and everything else is that like it's just kind of settling in at like six percent. Like right. nobody, nobody's pulling out at all. Yeah, DeSantis is down to like an average of thirteen percent or something. He shed more than half of his support, and I, the guy can't take a good picture either. He I also, keep, he also is <laughs> not waiting. that popular in Florida. I just wanted to look to see how right. close his his initial election was. In twenty eighteen, was his first term, right? That was when he was, or was that when he was defending his? Uh, Twenty twenty two. Just now, he won. He won re-election by like twenty okay. points. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, doi doi doi. Okay. So Andrew Gillum was his. That was very uh, close. Yeah. It was very close. It was point four percent. Right. So, um, you know, he's uh, he's a schmuck. What can you say? Like that's, he he was at in February of twenty twenty three Valentine's Day, 
perhaps perhaps Cupid Arrow had found its heart. He was at thirty nine percent in the wow. Republican uh, poll on Valentine's Day. Trump was at forty two percent, forty one point nine percent, and yeah, John DeSantis thirteen. He's still he's the only one above ten at thirteen point nine. Haley Ramaswamy six five point nine. Pence. 4.4, Christie and Scott basically both at three, and Doug Burgum just squeaking over at 1.1, getting himself over that 1% uh, threshold. Yeah. Uh, well, and it really on that stage makes you start to see like the numbers are so fixed for everyone really except DeSantis and like, like other folks who were at like one and two or now at like three and four or whatever. It's just kind of dispersed. It, it like yeah. I said, it hasn't really done much. But it's um, like he's not. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that's 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 fine. Uh, and then uh, there's a Federalist spot that I'll just highlight. I don't want to go into this. Calls on Larry Hogan and Chris Christie to run for Senate. Oh, uh, I did have some good stuff on this. And not run for not for president. Go, go for it. And then we're going oh, to hear this. Yeah, then we'll get into Trump's New York case and we'll close out there. Sure. So this person at the Federalist writes this very overconfident thing saying, if Larry Hogan and Chris Christie care about the country, they should run for Senate, not president. And they go, they just say like they have no chance of winning the presidency, and they just say they could win the Senate. <laughs> and, but the problem is, I just did a little research. New Jersey has not elected a Republican to the United States Senate. Do you guys want to guess when? Nineteen ninety-two. Oh, hold on, I can figure this out. Uh, oh man, well Christie was kind of a fluke, right? Well, he's um, a Republican who won. Yeah, yeah governor. Statewide, governor. yeah. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna say you said ninety two, Adam. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh how long has Menendez been in there, man? Not super long. So it's nineteen seventy two. Okay, okay. Jesus. Well, I was All right. by twenty years. Okay. Yeah. Years. So, so the my, last man so my life. Right. The last so an Republican entire, an, entire Rachel, an entire Rachel. An entire Rachel is yeah, how the last long Republican to be elected to the Senate to represent New Jersey was actually born in nineteen oh four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and died in 1982. In Maryland, it was 1980 since they have sent since they've elected a Republican to the Senate. It was Charles Mathias. He was born in 1922. I'm actually noticing Charles now on July 24th. Mathias. So we're birthday buddies. Oh, Him, there you go. Me, J Lo, Amelia Earhart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this guy was representing Maryland in the state house like in the 50s. Wow. So that's who that's the last guy who Maryland, the last Republican that Maryland sent. So this is a silly article. These guys should not I run for it. Senate. I love it. They would lose. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, Trump has been cleared of all wrongdoing and reinstated as press. Sorry, I read that wrong. Trump was found guilty of fraud in New York in a civil case. Uh, if you haven't seen this one, which I'm sure you have, uh, the Trump organization the family business donald trump and his sons his children all of the basically the trump holdings the brand the company the money whoops whoops they committed fraud by submitting fraudulent financial statements uh anybody who's ever applied for anything like a loan if you ever tried to buy a house or if you bought a car if you financed anything uh you filled out forms where you have to say, right, here's how much money I make. And then they might say, we want to see your taxes so we can verify that. Well, sometimes in real estate deals, 
What you do instead is you provide financial disclosure forms because you're just getting a real estate loan. And so the property is going to really secure the note. So the bank's like, well, we're, we don't need as much information to give you this money, but we'd like you to give us some affidavits that give us facts that we can base our loan off of. So when you give incorrect information, that is fraud because fraud is if I tell you something and you rely on what I tell you and there's no reason for you to think that I'm lying to you because I'm swearing that I'm telling the truth. I'm writing something under oath that I'm telling the truth. And you then take action in reliance on that. And that action is to your detriment. I don't pay you because I didn't have the money that I told you that I had. Uh, that can be a real problem. That's fraud. Yeah. Uh, so that's what they were doing. And it's that simple. It's really that simple of a case. And I hope he gets really hung up guilty. on it. Trump, I hope he, you know, starts talking about it a lot more um, because they do look terrible. Um, they he were won't be able lying, to help lying, himself. Lying, lying. Yeah, he's I don't already, think he'll be able to help himself at all. Yeah, he's already like, he already tweeted about it. He was already like this. He didn't call it a witch hunt, I don't think. But he did say that uh, it, he, well, he blamed her. He blamed Letitia James. He's right. like, she's always right. had it out for me. So he basically called it a witch hunt. I think the it's judge and her are in cahoots. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And he called yeah. this judge deranged too. Yeah, this is this is great. This is what <laughs> yeah, Eric... all the judges are deranged. Not this, you this... though. Right. <laughs> I want to I want to get to something the judge said, and then I want to give it to Rachel and just let her cook. Um, the judge wrote, okay, that is a fantasy world, not the real world. And then sanctioned the lawyer, Trump's lawyers, for making what he called, quote, preposterous legal arguments and fueling their clients' obstreperous conduct. This is like when judges use words like that, that's the equivalent of the judge giving them the middle finger and mooning them at the same time. Like that's how strong of wording that is. Rachel, I know that you were chomping at the bit on this one, and so I'm going to hand it to yeah. you. And I'm just going to say, yeah. Go. Just so go. I'm really Give excited when I see normal uh, justice things, normal judicial things. That right. that is a sign the society is still functioning. Um, because we known we, liar found guilty right. of lying. We were we were like in the final act of the movie, hanging off the edge of the building with somebody leaning over, hold my hand. We were like, nobody, no way anybody can hang on that for that long. That's impossible. <laughs> that was us. That was us with Trump. Um, and like, okay, I don't even know where to start. Okay. So yeah, you can't commit fraud. That's illegal. You can't do it. And um, the, I, th I've always said like, if this guy had not run for president, he would have been able to continue to basically bilk banks and borrow money from oligarchs in Russia for the rest of his life, live mm -hmm. in his uh, weird uh, golf course in Florida, uh, get blown by hookers, and uh, neglect his children. And his children could have continued to clean up after him because that is what the Trump children do. The two Trump sons, from what I've read, and I try not to read too much about them because I hate them all so much, is that they basically run around after their dad's shady business dealings, exile him from meetings and do things like that so they can clean up his 
properties and actually get them solvent because Donald Trump borrows he over he over leverages everything he does. It's like not a right. shock, that's right? His, that's his thing. So what and and what I read I remember reading an article and it, this is you know the early part of his presidency that said that because he was the president that gave Don Jr. and Eric the time they needed to just run the business effectively because apparently they're not completely incompetent uh, schmucks. So they are now, so he gambled their financial future. And if the, uh, so they're appealing the ruling. So the, so what I don't quite understand is what, so this was the, the attorney general's office successfully winning a, like a motion to for like a summary judgment of sorts right yes right yeah okay. it was it was a, sh a shortened version of a ruling that basically said look there aren't any facts in dispute here it's just a legal issue right and so we want a declaration on this legal right. issue right and then we'll right move here's, forward from there. here's all the documents there are the signatures these are lies right and the judge right and the ruling was, like, was the business is going to be put into receivership now. Right. You're stripped of your ability to do business in the state of New York. Wow. And now the trial Huge deal. damages. Right. And so right. this, this, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars in property this is, but it's a lot. And presumably they're still going to have to pay back whatever they, I, I don't know how all that's going to, how all that's going to work, but um, this means that there's probably going to be, uh, a bunch of real estate trusts and you know various other like real estate holding companies that are like and i would like that one and i would like and the other thing that's really just so delicious so delicious about this is that we are at the bottom right now of new york's commercial real estate market so these buildings that he already overvalued are worth less now than they probably ever have been in the entire really time funny. that he's owned them and his kids are going to have to live. I don't, I mean, I don't know how over leveraged his children are. Vonk is married to a billionaire. Yeah. So she can just do whatever. Yeah, they got that. Her, they got that Saudi blood. They money. got that Saudi goat cheese to live on for the rest. I don't know why I just said like goat that. Cheese. <laughs> they got that. They got that Saudi goat cheese to live on. Um, no, they do. They have all. I was like, cheddar's not the right thing, but they do. They got all that Saudi cheddar. Yeah, cheddar like wouldn't float. do well in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they they've got uh, they've got all that they've got all that liquidity um, from ripping off from uh, over leveraging the prince. But anyway, the Trump sons not so much. The Trump sons are real estate developers. That's what they do for work. That's their job. That's what they do. That's all they do. And so they may not. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm so excited to to know that they might have to get jobs from other people <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean they'll probably get them but like they're gonna have to liquidate some condos and ski resorts and uh beach they're doing properties. paid speaking gigs for like the dumbest organizations that the will dumbest. pay them 10 or 20k yeah, yeah. The, yeah. yes it's really funny yes and Sean it is really Diller great all day yeah. maybe they'll do a podcast <laughs> there's no money in that that's um, true. <laughs> it is funny though the money part of it though, because like these ninety-one felony charges that Trump is facing aren't really about like going after his money, but this is. And even though it's a huge blow to Trump, 
it's not over. This is still going. And his money is even more at risk now that they're moving to this phase. Right. He has continued legal expenses. Oh. And anyone who was kind of like waiting for things to blow over or whatever, or get some of these, you know, planes landed when it comes to his legal problems. It's like, this isn't even included in the 91 felonies right yeah, like this, this, this is, and like the gene carroll suit <laughs> like these yeah are this right. isn't even the part where he tried to commit by the way in the top of the intelligencer article it says something like when trump disagreed with the results of the election whatever right. he says you're <laughs> like that's not what happened when he, he tried committed to stage treason. a coup yeah he tried to stage a coup he's he he tried to he tried to secede from the country um I do think uh, to Sean's point that it is like I, I, Rachel and I were talking Sean before you hopped on about like I think this sneaky turned out to be maybe the biggest case against Trump um, because like this is like if if you play chess and every once in a while you'll be playing chess and suddenly you'll just be like why is this like I'm just getting beat by the knight like that that's <laughs> what it's like so unexpected because it moves right. so clunky and it doesn't it's not as you know, the other stuff is kind of sexy. This is not a sexy issue. Like, this is a super complicated issue with, like, hundreds of pages of shell companies and holding people companies. Kind of and... didn't, people kind of didn't want her to do it. Do you right. Like, there were a bunch yeah, of Democrats that were like, risky. the Democrats would go, oh, I don't know if this should really... I was like, you don't think that the Attorney General of the state of New York, where Wall Street is, should enforce financial fraud? Right. Really? That's right. what you think she shouldn't do? Honestly, she's not the attorney general. She's the Manhattan DA. But like, still, like, it's still where Wall Street is. No, Letitia James is the attorney general. Oh, for the I was state right. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm really tired, you guys. I apologize. <laughs> it's all the ragweed, the ragweed, and all the things that I just take to make my nose work. Um, uh, so like again, financial crimes in New York are a big deal because that's where all the investment banks in America tend right. to be located. At the center of money. So of course she has to care about financial fraud. Of course she does. It's her job. It's so important. Uh, so to all the people who called her out for, and I'm talking about people on our team who are like, I'm not really sure this is a worthwhile exercise. They can all suck it. I don't. I wish I'd written <laughs> down all their names because I would call them out right now. I'd be like, it's so and so from blah blah blah. So and so from blah blah blah. Whoever it was. Uh, because long and shuck you're off. absolutely right, Sean. That like how I've said this from jump how is he going to keep paying all these bills yeah how is he going to keep paying all these bills he's going to have to keep going out to people oh my god i love it so much okay so and he's it's like you to... can't slow it down either because right, like, no. you have a lot more trial experience than me but like how how quickly can an appeals court look at this decision you know because yeah there's Pretty no reasonably yeah. quickly um i i think that this so here's the other part and i don't i don't practice in new york so i i don't want to speak directly to it but generally speaking when you have a ruling inside of a case um, there has to be agreement for that ruling to be appealed unless it's a final judgment uh, now this independent this may be considered that way in new york and i, I don't know i i don't want to like i said i just don't know um so if if this goes up on appeal i mean even a even a normal appeal you're talking about three to six months it could be expedited i imagine they will expedite this one um, so I, I would think sometime in October, we're going to see movement on this again. It would shock me for this to be, uh, you know, past the end of the year, um, that we see more movement. It's possible yeah. that by Thanksgiving, this case is over. But yeah. If we see a for sale sign on Trump tower, that would be great. And I think that'd that's, be, you know, that'd be wild. 
He's let's, not going to be uh, able to keep doing business in New York. But this is the last thing I wanted yeah, to say. Yeah, let's leave so that. This, Rachel, close this, it out this and we're is, done. This is, how I see, this is how I see the recipe for the rest of his stupid-ass campaign that he should not be in. Idiot. God, he's so fucking stupid. So... If he truly so if he has to fight this front, that means that all the money that he would potentially be getting in income from these properties is going to be tied up. And I don't know how the Trump holdings work and I don't know how if it's uh, a receivership, it ain't gonna matter because it's right. just gonna be in receivership. Right, right, exactly. And there's so much debt on the yeah. properties. So so there's so that's out the window. So now he's gotta go to donors and say, I need your help to pay my legal fees. And if donors are going to go, sure, sir, here's some money. But a lot of them are not. Peter Thiel is out. He's done with Trump. He broke up with him. They had a terrible fight uh, on the phone, apparently. Apparently, he called. I didn't read the article because it was behind a paywall, but like it was on Puck. And I would love to read it because I hate Peter Thiel and I hate Trump. But uh, even Peter Thiel's like, uh, no, I, even you're too homophobic for me. I can't do this anymore. Um, so I didn't I didn't get enough out of my investment the first time. Um, so. Okay. He's going to have so so the donors are going to have to pay for the legal fees. That means that there's not going to be money left for the donors to actually pay for his campaign. Right. So I don't see this. So for all these people that are pontificating right now about what the polls look like right now and oh, my God, what is a Trump? But this is assuming that it's normal. It's not normal. None of this is normal. He's not this smart. He doesn't have the kind of resources he had in 2016. He's pissed off everybody. Yeah. And he lost three elections in a row for the Republicans. So this is, I think you're, this is the barge hitting. This is something, this is the shipping container running into a tiny ass little sailboat. The sailboat being like, are we sinking? Yeah. And the barge being like, I don't know. I think I'm a barge. What do you yeah. guys think? That's what I, that's how I, that's my new metaphor for this whole thing. I think that's well said. Thanks for hanging out guys. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of the week. See you guys later. Thanks. Heartland Pod is a production of MidMap Media LLC. Producers Adam Summer, Rachel Parker, and Sean Diller. Outro song by American Aquarium, written by BJ Barnum, called The World is on Fire. Learn more about the Heartland Pod at heartlandpod.com. Learn more about American Aquarium at americanaquarium.com. That's when I saw a tear fall from her eyes She said, what are we gonna do? What's this world coming to? For the first time in my whole life I stood there speechless Can't give up We must
become the home of the afraid Afraid of the world, afraid of the truth Afraid of each other This ain't the country my grandfather fought for But I still see the hate he fought against Give rest to the tired Give mercy to the poor Give warmth to the huddled masses And I'll show you Fire If anyone be 